You know, I was debating whether I wanted to record today. I did record an episode the other night, and it was a very emotional one. And then I was like, you know what? Not. I'm not. I'm not gonna record this one. Um, it was. I recorded it more for just like myself. And then I was like, you know what? I don't. This one's not going to be very beneficial. I guess it was a mental health one. Um, you know, my, my husband suffers from bipolar one, um, with, uh, psychosis, uh, it happens every few years. So, you know, we just got over another psychosis episode, uh, a few weeks ago and, um, yeah, it's been tough. So like, that's all I really talked about, which is kind of gave like a timeline of it just to like help others who are dealing with it because I'm just recently was a part of a bipolar support group for spouses of people with bipolar. And, um, it's amazing how many people go through this and, you know, being a part of that group, (laughs) um, there's a lot of really, really sad stories and, um, like a lot of them, has kind of humbled me in, in my, you know, my relationship with my husband and the stuff that we have gone through. And so, um, and the reason why is because like a lot of these people, like they deal with just mental, emotional, physical, and verbal abuse, like every day with their partner. And so I am insanely lucky that even when my husband is manic and going through a psychosis episode, like he's not, you know, like, um, you know, I'm seeing people like say that their partner when they're in a manic episode or a depressive episode, they're just like, I don't love you anymore. I want to divorce like all this stuff. And I'm like, holy shit. Like I feel so insanely bad for these people. And when I, when I got added to the group, like, I was just like, for those of you, like, here, here's a rundown of my situation with my husband. Like, for those that stayed, does it get better? Most people said, no, run now. And I'm like, holy shit. And then I, I look at people's posts every day on it, seeing how bad it is with their partner and how abusive it is. I'm like, I am so insanely lucky that my husband even when he's manic and psychotic is still would never, he still loves me. And he, you know, like he just, yeah. So, you know, don't judge my husband based off of this tiny little tidbit. You know, that's one of the reasons why I like first recorded it because I, you know, like my husband is an insanely amazing dad And he's a good husband. You know, he's made a lot of mistakes due to his bipolar. Um, And also he's done a lot of growing up after all these years of us being together and almost losing me several times and practically losing me several times. And um, I'm just insanely grateful that he has never been ever, ever been abusive. It, It is scary in those moments when he's manic because like... You know, he stops sleeping and he does risky behavior and um, has hallucinations and stuff like that. And so um, I'm scared for him. 
he is not well in those moments. And so I'm extremely, extremely grateful that I'm not dealing with what 98% of the people on that support group go through. I feel so incredibly awful for these people. And it's just on one hand, I'm just like, is it because of their bipolar or is it because they're just legit, like shitty ass partners? Because my husband would never, (laughs) like never. And so my husband, you know, maturity over the years dealing with it. This was his, I think, fifth or sixth episode of his entire life going through a manic episode uh, you know, he's had quite a bit of hypomanic now looking back. I had no idea at the time, but, um, you know, he is now at a point where he's just like, I am now fully embrace the fact, like he was very in denial of the diagnosis, which most of the time happens with people with bipolar. And so, um, and now he is like, I have, n- I do not want to get off my meds. And that's the first time he has ever said that in his life. Like, he's always hated meds. He hated the way they made him feel, like, you know, feeling of being underwater and just, like, feeling like you're not your full self. And, like, you know, it comes with, like, weight gain and him being insanely tired, like, you know, at the beginning of the day, for most of the day at least. You know, in the evening it gets better, but... um. Like, he says, I re- I'm not going to get off them anymore. And this is just a first for him. So I'm insanely grateful. And I hope it sticks. You know, so, you know, opening with that note, um, you know, this is the only time that I'm really going to talk about it, especially because it's so fresh for us right now. And so the other night when I was talking about it, I was like legit starting to not feel good. Like I felt nauseated and dizzy. And I felt like I couldn't breathe. Because I have, I already had complex PTSD before him. And um, as a partner of somebody who has bipolar mania, especially with psychosis, um, you, you develop PTSD from this. Even though, like, my husband is not an abusive, he has no abusive bone in his body, even when he is psychotic. Like, I, yeah, so... For those of you out there who, you know, have a family member or a loved one, or if you yourself suffer from a mental illness, specifically from bipolar, um, just know that there's a lot of us out there that, you know, deal with this every day. Um, And I see you and I hear you and I, um, my heart aches for you because I have it really good compared to most people um, who also have spouses with bipolar. And so, um, just wanted to give that little bit of a PSA that, you know, um, we are very mental health positive over here and I want to try to end the stigma of it just because, you know, like I, before being with my husband and really understanding and learning about bipolar, you know, I was misdiagnosed with it at 16. I, I was, uh, misdiagnosed with bipolar too. Um, but I don't have two polar, uh, issues. I am, I guess what they would consider monopolar, uh, monopolar, sorry. Um, which is just 
clinical depression, <laughs> chronic clinical depression. I have, I have severe depression. I've lived with it most of my, all of my life. And I have, um, anxiety disorder as well. And on top of that, I'm on the autism spectrum. Um, you know, I am autistic, um, which is a neurotype and it's a disability in a sense. Um, so, you know, I, I was told that like, especially by my mother, cause my mother's a narcissist and, you know, because I was so disobedient by the time I was 16, she was like, Oh, like this 16 year old female daughter of mine, cause I'm non-binary now, but isn't listening to me and is emotional. She must be bipolar. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, meet any teenage girl ever. Um, or any teenager in general ever, but, um, she went to a few different doctors to try to get me diagnosed with bipolar too. Um, and like the tests back then, cause this was like, you know, early two thousands, like it, it, the questionnaire, she literally, this doctor gave me a questionnaire and it was just like, it was like one sided. There was not a lot of questions in it. And all, all of the questions also can pertain to autism <laughs> and also trauma. So, um, and depression. And so because of that, I was misdiagnosed with bipolar <laughs> and I have never, ever swung to the other side of it. I've always been either mildly depressed, which is my baseline normal. And then there's like, I'm crying in bed and staring at my TV, wanting to be able to just simply turn it on with the remote to watch my favorite shows and numb out. I couldn't even do that. So I, that's how I get in those states, but I am never manic. I've never experienced mania. And so, um, the, you know, I always thought it was just moodiness, <laughs> you know, I always thought it was moodiness and, you know, just being a little emotional. Um, and so, you know, when my husband, when I first experienced his first psychosis, like I already knew about, you know, his past with it. I only knew about one other instance. I didn't realize that it was like four or five other times. But um, it, when I first experienced it and he was having like hallucinations and acting having these delusions in his head, um, because that's psychosis, there's mania. And then there's psychosis mania, um, psychotic manias. Um, I thought he was, ha he had schizophrenia because I had no idea that you can have psychotic ideations in a manic episode. It doesn't happen with everybody with bipolar one. Um, it doesn't add like, you know, it's actually, I, I, you know, being in the group that I'm on, on Facebook, like I've only had one other person, I think that has a, that has a partner that has psychosis with the mania. Um, so I was very uneducated about it and I'm now reading up on it. I have an audiobook that I'm listening to, to really educate myself on it. And, um, my husband and I, you know, my husband's trying to find a psychiatrist, um, 
to handle his medications. He's already seeing a psychologist as a therapist. Um, he's been seeing her and, um, you know, he's also willing to go to marriage counseling. We tried doing that before, but it did not stick. Um, because in his brain, he was very like, well, I'm happy in the marriage and satisfied in the marriage. So our marriage is fine. And it's just like, well, no, but I'm not. So he's now like full on, like, here's like, let's fill out a crisis plan. Let's have you sign a power of attorney for when I, so, so that you have my full medical control in your hands whenever I am in a manic episode so that you don't have to wait for me to hurt myself or others to get me into the hospital and let's have you sign an ROA um, just so that you know if I tell him hey here's how many red flags you're throwing up and let's get you treatment before it gets to a point where it's too late because it get it always has to get to that point and he always has to be it always has to get to a point because we live in Washington state um so you know you can't force somebody to go unless they're a danger to themselves or others and that's he's always had to go involuntarily and by force and so um when I am seeing hypomania like and he's pulled himself out of hypomania before um I've seen it and especially looking back now, I'm like, holy shit, that was hypomania. <laughs> um, but if he gets to a point where I bring it up to him and he is unwilling to reason with it or see that this is a red flag, then I'm like, if I have enough red flags, like three strikes of red flags and you're going to go to the hospital whether you like it or not. <laughs> so... That's where he, he's just like, I'm, I'm willing to give you power of attorney to be able to do that if it's necessary. So, you know, he, this is the first time he's ever like fully embraced it, fully been cooperative about everything and fully understanding. Um, you know, it sucks that it has to get to a point where I've like literally practically left several times, but that's just unfortunately the life of living with somebody with a mental illness. And so, um... You know, there's no right or wrong way to do it. And so, yeah, if you're out there, I know I've been going on about 15 minutes about this, but I just wanted to know that if you're out there and you're dealing with this with a loved one or you are the loved one, um, just know that, like, you're not alone. And, you know, listen to your doctors, listen to your family, um, and just know that, like, we come from a very loving place when we say to go get help. So, um that being said, I don't want to get too much into it because I don't want to cause myself to have another bodily response to all this, but let me just drink my water. spirit of craziness and I'm gonna I'm just I'm wanting to just distract myself Ooh, my husband just sent me a picture of a Subaru I'm a huge Subi fan I used to have a race car and it was a 02 Subi body with a 05 STI 
motoring it. I loved her very much. She was on 18 pounds of boost. Uh, I just love Subies. The other day, we were at we were at Costco. It was a couple of weeks ago, actually. It was like right out, like a day or two after he got out of the hospital. But we went to Costco, and um, I saw a Subaru, and it was so freaking gorgeous. And then it was on, and I could tell that the cams were huge because, like, you know, the reps per minute were like really slowed down, and it sounded so yummy and juicy, and I was just really happy. And then he was like pulling out of his parking spot, and it was just like. <sighs> Anyway, <laughs> oh gosh, I'm such a fucking muscle head. Not a muscle head, I'm a fucking JDM fucking slut. Anyway, so, enough about that. <laughs> Let me just change my pants for a second after thinking about a Subaru. Okay, so... We're going to read Reddit posts, and the, today's theme is going to be Am I the Devil? And for anybody who's unfamiliar with Reddit culture, Am I the Devil is a subreddit where people scour Am I the Asshole um, subreddits and find the worst of the worst people. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Um, these people are, like, delusional and, like, fucked up. Like, have done some fucked up shit. Like, you really have to do some fucked up shit. And it's, like, so obvious that you're the asshole. Like, as you're writing it, how do you not know you're the asshole kind of situation? So, yeah. We're just going to dive right into it. I have quite a few. Let's hope that we can get through it because I went on a 20-minute tirade. So, this one says... Am I the asshole for wanting my brother to wear a wig at my wedding? We already know the answer. We already know you're the asshole. That is weird request. It, something stupid about like bridezillas or even groomzillas. They have just the weirdest requests. Like, some people are like, oh, you can't be part of my bridal party even though you're, like, my best fucking friend or my sister because you're taller than me or because your hair is longer than me or because you're prettier than me or because you have colored hair. Like, you are a fucking moron. Absolute moron. Um, you can't do that. Sorry. You can't even ask a guest to do that. Like, it's just so fucked up. Anyway... I, 21 male, that is really young to get married. Say lovey though. All right. Have an older brother, 25 male, who went bald because of chemotherapy. Oh my God. Do I need to read this anymore? Are you fucking kidding me? My dad's bald. My father-in-law is bald. My brother is balding just because of, you know male pattern baldness you know alopecia bro oh my god you're a fucking piece of shit bro and you're the dude you're the groom it's pretty obvious that he's not a natural bald person so oh it's and my fiance's 22 female family isn't aware of his treatment okay it's gonna be it doesn't matter. 
Oh my god! So I'm afraid he's going to take the attention from me and my bride during our wedding day. No, he's not. Because you don't go up to a person that has either alopecia or has lost all their hair. like Because, like, I guess you can tell on some level, you know, if they don't have eyebrows or eyelashes and stuff like that. You don't fucking just go up to that person and be like, what's going on here? Why don't you have any hair on your body? Like, what the fuck? Even if it wasn't for a medical reason, they just hate, they have a fear of hair. You're still a fucking asshole. Oh my god. And so I requested on his wedding invitation that he'd buy a wig in order to be able to attend our wedding. I feel like that would look even weirder. And, and you know, no flack to anybody who has gone through chemotherapy or has alopecia to wear wigs. Like, I get it. I fucking get it. Because number one, I'm a biracial woman, so I have wigs. That's <laughs> I'm a biracial woman who has short, natural hair. Although right now I got my braids in. But, oh, man. So no flack to anybody who, you know, has a medical condition and has to wear wigs. You feel like you have to wear wigs, you know. I have a friend who is my husband's, like, high school best friend. And she has alopecia. And when she was a cheerleader in high school, she did wear wigs. But now she, like, fully embraces it. And it's like, a, you know, it comes and goes for her. But... You know, I get it. Like, I wear extensions and 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 I wear wigs from time to time because, like, number one, my hair is fucked up. Number two, I've shaved my head before just because. And then I'm like, I want to, you know, the 10% of femininity in my androgyny is like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to, like, Pride with my friends. I'm going to wear a wig. Ah. <sighs> But still, how fucking dare you? However, my brother literally blew up at me and called me a monster for putting such a request for him specifically. And worst of all is that our parents are siding with him. No fucking shit. Granted, he's always been the golden child of our family, so it's not really surprising. Dude, he has fucking cancer! Now my entire close family is threatening to come to my wedding. Wait. Now my entire close family is threatening to come to my wedding because of the abhorrent uh, behavior. So I'm, I'm assuming there was a typo and he meant isn't coming. Even though I don't see what the big deal is. People go through chemo, wear wigs all the time after all. Sometimes it's empowering for people who have gone through this to 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 not wear wigs um and i'm sure in your brother's mind it's just like i look fucking weird with a fucking wig on like how fucking dare you uh, top comment if i was the brother i would buy the most obnoxious wig ever yes get like a rainbow one op didn't specify it didn't have to be a natural wig 
The brothers should show up in a multicolored clown wig. Yes, because obviously that draws less attention away than just him being bald. Duh. Oh my God. Lord have mercy. I'm so pissed off right now. <sighs> hmm. We're going to get into some, some celebrity tea for a second, okay? Just just getting off topic here real quick. Um, has a BIPOC. <laughs> Hair is everything. Um, <laughs> I'm going to talk about the, the, the drama with Jada Smith and Will Smith and Chris Rock. And um, I don't like Jada. I don't. I don't like her at all as a person. Um, I do like Red Table Talk because, you know, there's been some good people that she's brought on and I like the conversation. But other than that, like, I don't like just the way she treats Will. But that's none of my business. So I mind my own business and I kind of stayed out of it the entire time. Like, well, when I was still on TikTok, that stuff was happening and I was like, I'm not going to talk about it. But I am going to talk about how hair is so important in a lot of different cultures. And even if it's not a cultural thing, like hair, def you know, hair is, can be part of our person, our, our identity, and especially for black women. Um, you know, obviously like this is a, a man that went through chemo, but you know, and so I'm not, I'm just bringing this up just because I was just like, Oh, I have a lot to say about hair. And stuff like that, just because, like, we, we go through just awful, awful shit, you know, as bi BIPOC women. And so, um, even, you know, indigenous people, like, it's a fucking problem. Like, little boys getting their hair cut at school because they have long hair because they're indigenous. Um, so, hair, you know, is such an important part of so many cultures around the world, even in Viking culture. Like, and I love how people get confused with, like, Nordic Vikings having locks when, no, they fucking didn't. Um, that came from us. It came from black folks. But I don't like Jada. But as a man and I'm talking about Chris Rock, as a man who had made a documentary about the very fucking topic of how hair is so important to us, and then, you know, us having the Crown Act just fucking passed, there's just some things you just don't fucking touch. First of all, Jada looks gorgeous without hair, and she looks gorgeous with hair. It she looks gorgeous and and even though I don't like her <laughs> I don't like her personality but you don't there's just some things that you should never fucking touch you know my father-in-law you know sometimes you know <laughs> talks about my hair especially when it's not in braids and you know the reason why I have braids in is because number one is a productive hairstyle okay number two um I don't have time with having two babies that have the same hair as me, um, to deal with my own. And so put them in braids. Don't worry about it for two months. Like, so, you know, my hair gets pretty crazy. And so a lot of times, you know, when I'm not wearing braids or a wig, which is like 95% of the time, I have it in a beanie 
or like in a gross bun or whatever and my hair is just like it's just it's wild it's crazy it's a fucking afro <laughs> like what do you what do you want from me and the and the thing is is that being somebody who is um white presenting people forget all the time that I am a colored person <laughs> and so you know my my father-in-law will you know make jokes about my hair being crazy and messy and you know says that I have kind hair oh what kind the kind that grows on a dog's ass ha 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 and so you know I take it with a grain of salt but you know I, I've been telling my husband lately like I'm getting tired of it and then when I got my hair done <laughs> he said oh you look like predator <laughs> and I'm like Bitch, I'm going to slap the shit out of you. You don't talk about a fucking black woman's hair. And I was just so irritated because the last time I braided my hair, which was like a l l less than a year ago, he said the same shit. And I'm j and, you know, it's ignorance. You know, it's just ignorance. And it's not, you know, he's not saying it maliciously or whatever. He's a jokester, whatever. I try to take it, his shit with a grain of salt. But it's been starting to weigh on me because my hair... I was so self-conscious of. I was bullied for it because I'm white presenting. People forget that I'm not fully white. And then I have fucking crazy hair. And so I was made fun of for it. And so I used to spend hours every day straightening my hair, which took a lot of time. And also I could never get it fully pinned straight like all the white girls around me. And so... You know, it was really, really frustrating for me. I hated my hair. I hated my hair. And, you know, that's how it is with a lot of, you know, women always want the hair that they don't have, you know, like, you know, white women want curly hair and, you know, curly haired women want straight hair. You know, it, it just is what it is. But I was heavily, heavily bullied. Like it was, it was one of my deepest insecurities besides my fucking nose, which was, is another topic, but I was heavily bullied for it. And so after having my first daughter who started to develop a fucking afro when she was a little, little, little baby, baby, I was like, I need to embrace my hair. And also, you know, connecting with my roots too really, really showed me like how beautiful my hair is, like reconnecting with where I come from. Um, especially, you know, being a new mother and being a young, very young adult. I was 21 when I had Heather and, um, I was really finding myself and I really, truly fell in love with my hair. And so it really just, it really irks my chain when people make fun of my hair, especially just because of where I come from. Like my dad's Jamaican. I got my hair from him and I take pride in my hair and so you just, you never, even if you don't know whether a woman is white or biracial, if she has curly hair, say nothing but positive things about it. And don't like go up to a black woman and say like, oh, your hair is so unique. No, no. Just say your hair is absolutely gorgeous. Like, and that's it. Like people come up to my kids all the time, say, say oh my God, the curls, like, and like be positive. Don't don't like if of some if a woman is having a bad hair day where her curly hair is out of control and just like looks like you know messy and stuff she already knows <laughs> she already knows don't make it worse 
because number one, you don't know if she's biracial or not. And now you're being low key racist. And it's a, just, it's a nuanced topic. Don't like, you know, you never know what someone's background is. Like, I am exactly like one, exactly like Logic, who's the rapper that is um, half black. His dad's black, his mom's white, and he looks like exactly like me. Like, we look like siblings, even though we're not related. <laughs> I wonder sometimes. But, like, I have, like, my dad's side of the family, 100% black. And, um,. One of my uncles has two twin daughters, and they're gorgeous, freaking gorgeous. They're, like, a little over one. And um, they're twins. And um, his wife is, I think, a quarter Native American, um, but she's also black. And one of the babies came out as black as can be, got black hair, brown eyes, dark, beautiful skin. And then the other baby is practically albino like she's lighter than me she's got like reddish like white hair and she got blue eyes like she is lighter than me and then my dad's brother the second oldest of the kids um is just as dark as me he just has a little bit more prominent african-american features than me um i <laughs> yeah so i mean you know people look at me and they don't think that's a biracial woman <laughs> they think that's a white woman <laughs> which is hilarious. Like I got, I've got hazel eyes, like I've got brown hair, but it's an Afro. <laughs> it's pretty much. And then I have, you know, I have vitiligo like on my leg and stuff. And I have a lot of freckles and, um, dark splotches in certain areas. So like it, it shows up, but just, you never know, you never know. And Never, ever, 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 ever sit there and make fun of a black woman who has alopecia and is bald. Hell no. Hell no. And certainly not somebody who's a fucking cancer patient. Don't fucking say nothing about their fucking hair. It is so, like, hair is something that brings us so much. It can either make us or break us with our confidence. And I am a huge example of that. And so now I embrace my hair fully. You know, I've learned to love my hair. And the only reason why I got it in braids is number one, because it's long. I feel fabulous for once, you know, that 10% femininity. But also, it brings me to my roots. And then also, I don't want to fucking have to worry about my hair. <laughs> because I have two babies with afros that I have to fucking deal with on a regular fucking basis. You guys have no idea how much work goes into that shit. So I just, yeah, you know cholesterol treatments and you know oils and protective hairstyles and satin caps and pillowcases that you know kids you know my youngest refuses to wear a cap so she has to have a pillowcase and like you know brushing it and you know it's a lot like I never wash their hair because it dries out and breaks like I only wash my hair once a month maybe if that like uh oh I don't know if y'all can hear that I live in a very, very small town, so, it, you know, when we hear sirens, there's something up. Anyway, okay, now that y'all understand the nuance of hair in general, but especially with, you know, hair is such an important thing for me. It's part of my culture, so I, I love it, so, you know, when, like, you know, there's a lot of people that have, like, in my, in my, the town that I live in, like, 
a lot of people don't know that I'm biracial. And so when I came in with braids, like a lot of my friends who just, you know, I don't just bring it up. I don't just say, hi, my name is Phoenix and I'm biracial. <laughs> like, um, a lot of my friends were just like, oh my gosh, look at your hair. So cute. Like they were really, really positive. Amazing. They weren't acting weird. Like they weren't saying anything nuanced or anything. And I was just like, they're just like, when did you get that done? Like all this stuff. And I'm just like, yeah. And you know, they like ask questions about it and it's appropriate questions. And I'm like, yeah, like it took me about six and a half hours. I went to a different town over and, uh, got it done at her house. And like, I'm just, you know, you see my kids, they got afros. I don't have time to deal with my afro. So that's why. And I educate them on it and, you know, you know, I'll slip in there that, you know, like my dad's African-American, like my dad's black. So, and then they're just like, no. And I'm like, you really think I'm going to leave the fucking house with braids and not? <laughs> it's just really fucking funny. It's really funny when people find out. They're just like, nah. And I'm like, yeah, so you better watch what you say around me. You better remember. <laughs> like, it's really, really funny. Especially because we live in like a more conservative-ish area, so... Yeah, sometimes I get stared down by older folk. It doesn't help that the stickers on my car are all gay shit and Black Lives Matter shit and anime shit. I also have a sticker that says I trip over my wiener and it has a wiener dog on it because I have a wiener dog. And um, I sometimes see, because I like check my rear view mirror all the time just in case like someone decides to forget to use the brake or something. And I see people just sometimes just sitting there, look at my sticker point and start just cackling and showing the people who else is in the car. I love it. I love it. It makes my day. And then I see people frown at my <laughs> Black Lives Matter stuff <laughs> or my pansexual but non-binary rainbow sticker. <laughs> okay, moving on because we're already like, oof, we're already so far in. Okay. Am I the asshole for asking my niece if her fiancé has mental health issues and if she's really making the right choice? I've got mental health issues and so does my husband. What does that have to do with shit? My 26 female niece, who we'll call Layla, 25 female, is an athlete and owns a business. Good for her. Okay. She recently got engaged to a guy Zach, 27 male, who she's been with for six years. That's a decent chunk of time. Zach is an extremely shy dude. I can see where this is going. Layla is like that too, but nowhere near as extreme as him. Is he on the spectrum? I'm going to just throw that out there. Don't assume, people. I'm telling you, don't assume anything about nobody. He's also around 5'10". What does that have to do with anything? But has always been a skinny little thing. I am literally the exact same height as him and the exact same weight. I'm fucking tiny except for my pant size is size 12 because I got that fucking dump truck. Anyways, it feels as if he's going to topple over whenever you stand near him to give you a, a picture. Oh, okay. Just, okay. Maybe that's just because I'm 4'9 and quite curvy. 
also very sexy, but you are being a fucking kind. But wow, I've never seen someone who resembles Slender Man so much. <sighs> Aside from that, that he's an attractive guy. I've dated some really skinny like people, girl, men and women. I don't. I'm. I'm gonna say that is really not as much of my preference, but I also don't give a fuck about about body types because I am also that body type, especially when I was younger. Ay ay ay! What does that have to do with anything? I was talking to Layla on Sunday about how she feels about the engagement and asked why him of all people. You're being a fucking cunt. Not in an offensive way at all. I'm just not sure how to word it. I promise. No, you're being a cunt. This is on r slash am I the devil, by the way. So we already know the answer. What she was saying was sweet and all. But then I asked if she was sure. I was worried he might be anorexic and hiding it. Bro, oh, I just got a flashback to middle school. Or he might have some mental health issue considering how extremely quiet he is. Or he's just fucking neurodivergent. Here's something that I'm going to expose so many people from middle school and high school right now. But I was heavily bullied by every single one person in my middle school and high school for being tiny. I When I was in middle school, I've been this height since like seventh grade. I have been tall as shit. And um, I didn't get over 110 pounds until my junior year. Um, I'm, I, I'm severely underweight even now. Like, I'm 135 pounds, which for most women under 5'8", that's like a dream. Um, but I am not under 5'8". I am pushing 5'11". And, um, I'm tall. And so that does not mean I'm healthy. I also have, I also have, you know, like I have health issues. Just hold on. My dog is whining. He's upset because dad's home. Um, I was called anorexic to the point where kids were legit concerned for my health and were telling teachers that they were concerned that my mom wasn't feeding me. They thought I was bulimic, which I hate throwing up. <laughs> I fucking hate it. I'll avoid it at all cost. Um, but yeah, it was it was extremely hard. I was made fun of for a lot of stuff. Like I was made fun of for looking exactly like Lady Gaga, which I'm um, fair, but she's also fucking gorgeous. But at the time, there was those rumors circling around that she was transgender and had a penis, which. Even if she did, who fucking cares? But at the time, like, people were, like, I got pantsed for that shit to see if I had a penis. And so, kids are fucking brutal. But the fact that this fucking adult is, you're making fun of him. You're just jealous. Like, what the fuck? Because other than that, he's a very attractive guy. So what? Do you want him? Like, what is going on? And mental health issues, it's none of your goddamn motherfucking business, bitch. Like, even if he did. So what? Is that because he's introverted? <laughs> You'd be surprised. I'm very introverted because I'm autistic. But also, I just don't like people. Label was taken aback and I immediately said, Not in a bad way at all. I'm just looking out for you. No, you're 
not minding your goddamn motherfucking business, bitch. Oh my god. She didn't like that and said it's none of my business. Oh, look at that. And that I'm being really nosy. Red flag? Dot, 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 question mark. Uh, no. You're the one that has red flags because you're not minding your goddamn motherfucking business. To which I replied, my family... I'm family, and I'm supposed to look out for her if I'm sensing something wrong. There is nothing wrong. He's skinny and quiet. He sounds autistic. Jesus fucking Christ. And even if he wasn't, so what? He's skinny and introverted. Leave him the fuck alone. Well, now Layla hasn't been speaking to me, and she's quite upset with me. Her dad, my brother, texted me saying I shouldn't be butting into their relationship. When on earth was I doing that? Oh my god. Am I the asshole? <laughs> okay. Edit. I don't have something against quiet people. My niece herself is quiet, but Zach is scarily quiet. You don't even realize he's there most of the time. Because he's probably goes nonverbal when he's in social settings. Edit two. Seriously, stop. I'm healthy weight and curvy. Doesn't mean fat. I'm sure people were probably just like grilling her because she's like, it's just like, well, you're going to call him a twig and call him anorexic, then you're fat, which is also bad. Don't, don't fight fire with fire. Don't say that about somebody. She's not fat regardless. Edit three. I'm questioning it after six years because I really haven't known him that well over the years. And now suddenly Layla's getting married to him. It's been six years, bitch. Of course I'm going to be worried. Uh, okay. Top comment. Last edit. That last edit says it all. It's been six years and you haven't gotten to know him. You're immediately called nosy upon questions. Brother calls and says to butt out. It would appear someone has a reputation in in the family uh, that the family is aware of but original poster is not I don't I'm confused what does that mean <laughs> I'm assuming that they're that she's she's the problem okay next comment says can we stop shaming people for f being thin that is also freaking body shaming like because it's a fucking problem. Number one, I understand that some people are jealous of it. Number two, I'm sure that when people look at me or even look at people who are thinner than me, because I don't feel like I look incredibly, incredibly, incredibly thin to the point where, like, it's a concern. But people were concerned for me. Um, like, it does not feel good to sit there and pull this shit with somebody saying, you must be anorexic. That's like going to somebody who who is curvy and, and has more weight on them to sit there and say, oh, you must be diabetic. It's the same fucking shit. And I understand that, like, fat phobia is a, a, another animal of its own. Like, it's it's terrible. Like, and, and it's a huge problem. Like, it's been a huge problem because, you know, body standards wants us to look anorexic, right? And... But it gets to a point where it's just like, I'm not anorexic and you're sitting here making fun of me thinking that I am and causing me to feel like shit for the way that I look that I have no control over. I can't tell you 
how many times I have gorged myself and to a point where I'm surprised I'm not diabetic because people like were so terrible about it. Like I had an eating problem. I have an unhealthy relationship with food because of it. Like I remember in high school, I was a wrestler. Like I was, I was a wrestler and my weight class was 126 because at the time I was 126, I had to eat a ton, including, and this was my snack at the time. Please don't judge me for it because it, it, I took peanut butter because I, I'm pescatarian. I always have been, um, I like I needed protein. Like I felt like I needed to, to eat a ton of protein. So I would take literally jars of peanut butter and just pour some, pour sugar in it, mix it up to get like a sugary peanut butter. Because number one, I don't like the taste of peanut butter alone. Like it has to be sugary peanut butter for me to enjoy it. Um, and like constantly just, I, I just cut, cut, walked around the high school with a jar of peanut butter in my hand with a freaking plastic spoon, just shoveling it in my fucking face all day. So of course I'm going to put some fucking sugar in it. But like, it was bad. That's how bad it, just to maintain my weight for my weight class, because I was, it, I like I was in boys wrestling. So like, there wasn't many guys in 126 already. Like that was the cutoff for wrestling for boys because there's not a lot of boys that are under the weight of 126 in high school so like I had to I had to fight to main just to maintain my weight I had to gorge myself to stay in that weight class or possibly go up higher because it was a little too easy because boys at 126 are half my height <laughs> so like it was incredibly incredibly hard like you can develop eating disorders of the opposite spectrum when skinny shaming someone it's it's awful and I went through it my entire fucking life I don't like it when people I hate it and I get when people like nowadays like are dumbfounded when I say I've had two kids they're just like no you didn't are you serious and it's just like I know that that's coming from a good place of complimenting but number one, like, you really like that I'm underweight? What about for the women that have children that struggle with that? You're doing them a pretty big disservice by sitting here and telling me how good I look after having two kids. But then the mom that's sitting over there that's had two kids who feels shitty about herself. Like, don't do that, number one. Number two, it doesn't make me feel good because I've been made fun of for it. Like, just don't comment on people's fucking weight, period. If they sit there and say, oh my God, I've lost 40 pounds, then it's just like, oh my God, oh, I'm like, that's so amazing. I'm, you should be proud of yourself. No, like, don't ever, don't ever. It's, mm, it's totally uncalled for to label someone as anorexic just because of how they look, period. And who cares if Zach is scarily quiet? Maybe he just doesn't want to have conversations with someone who's being extremely judgmental of his existence. <sighs> someone commented back at that, or replied back at that comment. I remember going to uni with a woman who constantly seemed to be making weird jabs like that. 
once she told me a story about how her sister used to be dangerously underweight. So the family doctor put her on birth control so she could gain weight. Just so you know, it did not work for me because I was on birth control. She then added, we were worried she was anorexic. She was only a size 10. I'm a size 10 or 12, depending. Like, that, I want people to know. Oh, that's a U.S. size 6. Sorry, because it's Australia. A size larger than I was at the time. Felt really pointed. Are you fucking kidding me? Size 6 is even like, okay, let's look at the world of supermodels. Because that's an unrealistic fucking thing already. Um, Size 8 and up is is considered plus size. I can't remember the last time I was size 6. I think it was my senior year of fucking high school. It's because I got a fucking dump truck. (laughs) Oh my god. And it sucks because I'm still just like... After having SJ, I had... like. When I was pregnant with SJ at the very end, because, like, I was still pretty skinny through the second trimester, and then I gained a ton of weight because of the holidays, and um, I was also stressed, but, like, I felt good about myself for the first time ever, ever, like, when I was, when I was, like, huge. I had gained 90 pounds. I was, like, let me think. I was like 215 pounds at the end of my pregnancy, which obviously I'm fucking pregnant. That child was eight pounds even, so she was huge. But after I had her, I felt for the first time in my fucking life, I loved my body. I, I, I had weight on me and I really carried it in my face, which is the one thing that I was like, uh. and, and the only reason why is because I had a shaved head at the time. So my head was very rounded out and it was just kind of a little unnerving just because I have more of like a heart shaped face. So it was like, whoa, that's different. So I was definitely pretty big. I was very, very big and I loved it. I was so happy for the first time in my life with my body. And then I had two emergency surgeries, almost died after having SJ, and then um, quickly lost it all very quickly because I have Ehlers-Danlos. I was devastated. When I dropped all that baby weight, I was devastated, which I know that they're, like, I don't want people to think me talking about how awful it is to be skinny but like it's awful to have that feeling of somebody making fun of you being skinny like to a like it's it's hard to be made fun of to a point where you want to literally unalive yourself and I don't want to take away from the struggle of women who are fat shamed or dealing with fat phobia I don't ever 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 want to take away from them because I know that that is a even worse struggle for them so I don't want to take that away from anybody don't don't come after me I'm just giving my experience when it comes to something like this I don't like fat shaming and I don't like skinny shaming I don't like body shaming period all bodies are gorgeous like all bodies are fucking gorgeous and I love that now like we're taking a shift of now curvy is preferred right I love that because that's my personal preference when it comes to females or males like you know men and women 
non-binaries, whoever the fuck you are. Like, that's my personal preference in a partner, right? Like, and that's what I wish I had because I think it's beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful to, to have beautiful curves like that. It's, it's character and, you know, I've got stretch marks like in a lot of fucking places and I've learned to love those. Those are my tiger stripes and I earned them bitches and so did other people. So I don't, I don't want anybody listening to this thinking, oh, like, how dare you? Because, I, you know, people who are on the plus size spectrum of all of this have it worse. Yeah, you're right. Y'all do. I can't even fucking imagine. Like, we always want what we don't have. And we're in a culture where now it's starting to be acceptable to, to have more curves, but you still have to have a thin waist. You just have to have a big dunk truck and big titties, right? Like, it's, it's such a weird thing when it comes to beauty standards that I just, I hate beauty standards. You know, um, that's what, part of the reason why, like, I, I, I enjoy being non-binary and I fully, like, believe that that's how I am because I just, it's so tiring to have to keep up with all of this and to have to fucking wear makeup all the time and have to really coordinate my stuff and it's just like, that's not me. And so, like, I just want people out there to know that I see your struggles and, um, it's fucked up. It's fucked up to body shame anybody, period. Like, and don't, you know, you know, if you feel like you're overweight or underweight, don't go up to your friends and say, oh man, I wish I had your body. Cause you don't fucking know. You don't fucking know what they're going through. You don't fucking know. Like they probably wish the same that they wish they had your body. So tell your friends that they're beautiful no matter what. Like my, you know, my mother-in-law, you know, she's had two boys. My husband was a 10 pounder and has a huge head. And I feel so sorry for that woman. She scared the shit out of me when I was pregnant with SJ because of that shit. Love you, Barbie. But, you know, she's not confident in herself, which is what most moms go through. And especially because, you know, as we go to older, it's just like, all right, I've been trying to lose weight for like 20 fucking years and it's still not like I tell her all the time. I'm like, you are so incredibly gorgeous and I see nothing wrong with you at all. And I wish she could see that. I wish she could because she's so beautiful and she's got such an amazing figure and she's so wonderful, like inside and out. And I hate it when she talks badly about herself. I'm like, please, no. You have no idea the power you have. <laughs> like, you have no idea how beautiful you are. You have no idea how gorgeous and 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 and, and sexy you look. Like you're you're just you're sexy mama. Like, come on, don't don't say that about yourself. So I just I hate it when I see anybody hate their bodies, whether it's because they're too thin or too thick or whatever even though I have the same problem. Um, but I'm slowly learning over the years to love it. It's not like I look at myself and I'm like, disgusting. But I'm just like, I wish I was more curvy. But I'm, I'm learning slowly to now love myself. So like, you know, I sit here and I'm like, oh God, like, 
my arms look like twigs, but these arms like feed me. They do so much work. Like, oh, I, I, I do have a fupa because <laughs> I'm a mom. And so that's one thing where I'm like, mm, I don't know if I like that. But then I'm just like, but this tummy, this tummy gives me energy. This tummy gets me through the day. And, you know, my legs, they, they, you know, they're incredibly skinny from the knee down. But then I, you know, have big upper thighs and a, a big butt. And, but I'm just like, these, these legs help me move around and transport myself to the kitchen for a Rice Krispie treat. Um, you know, like I don't like my chin because it's barely there. And I'm just like, but you know, I have a huge Jew nose, but it helps me smell and it looks really cute with my little ring, you know? Um, yeah, I have a huge ass motherfucking forehead. Thanks dad. Um, and it just means that it's filled with creativity. So I, you know, I, I want everybody to just love themselves and, uh, not do this shit to people. Also don't make fun of somebody for being extremely introverted. I'm pretty quiet in certain situations, especially like social situations around people that I don't spend majority of my time with. Like my husband's immediate family, like, you know, his aunts and grandmother and grandparents and, you know, whoever. Cousins, like, I'm comfortable with them because I see them, like, on a pretty regular basis. Anybody else, like, extended family, I'm extremely quiet because they don't, I, they don't personally know me. And I just don't vibe with them, you know? So it's just, like, I'm extremely quiet. So sometimes people will come up to me and be like, you okay? Because I also have RBF because I'm autistic and I'm also a sassy woman, <laughs> a sassy non-binary person. So I'm, so they'll just be like, you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. They're just like, oh, you just look really like either angry or upset or something. I'm like, no, I'm autistic. It's the tism. They're just like, oh no shit. I'm like, yeah, I don't like social stuff. Like, sometimes I have to, like, excuse myself to lay down in my, like, mother-in-law's bedroom when we're over there if there's extended family around during the holidays. Because I'm, like, I literally told, like, this happened the last, this, in the last few, like, years. But, like, I have to remove myself and lay down because I feel like I'm going to blow up and cry. So fuck this bitch for number one not understanding that social anxiety is so difficult to live with but also so is neurodivergency in a fucking neurotypical world but yeah just leave the f people the fuck alone just because you don't understand how some why someone is the way they are don't mean that you get to just sit there and fucking say shit like this to somebody like this bitch has been with him for six years I think she is ready to fucking marry him and it's your fault for not getting to know him and for judging him and saying well I don't know him it's just like you're her fucking cousin no aunt sorry and you are one year older than your niece so fuck you <laughs> like stay the fuck out of it you have no bearing you're not immediate family like stay the fuck out of it 
point blank period. Oh, some people, some people just think that they have the, all the, all the audacity, all the audacity. It's so funny because when I, uh, my cousins who are in New York, uh, when I first met them, because I didn't grow up with them, um, when my grandmama died last year, I, you know, went to, back to New York and met my cousins. They were very judgmental of me and I'm autistic. So like, if I feel weird energy and I feel like people are just like looking at me like, you don't belong here. You didn't grow up with us. You are weird. Like, fuck you. You know, I'm just like, okay. And I completely pretend they don't exist. And that makes me even matter. <laughs> but then they started being nice to me when they figured out that I can tattoo. Because <laughs> I had a fresh, this, this tattoo, for those who are listening, it's a tattoo on my arm of flowers. It was extremely fresh. And they're like, oh, that's pretty sick. And I'm just like, yeah, I did it myself. Because I'm an artist. And I tattoo as well. And they're just like, oh, hey, cousin. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. And I'm just like, now you want to talk to me? I was literally like, no, I'm not tattooing you. I have the right to refuse service for anybody for any reason. Unless you pay me $500. <laughs> My uncles, they were, they were really awesome, really great. And so when they asked, I was like, sure. <laughs> come on, come, fly on over across the across the country and come visit and I'll tattoo you for free but my cousins fuck y'all <laughs> like I was I was just I, and I don't care y'all don't have to get to know me it's not my fault that you know grandmama was in uh, you know I'm not gonna speak ill of the dead but um it's not my fault that I didn't grow up with y'all um not my fault at all so, you know, yeah, I just, it was a very overwhelming trip too. like, oh my God, I took the red eye, never going to fucking do that ever again because I didn't sleep at all. And, um, it was so hectic and crazy. I only went for two days and we had so much shit to do and my uncles are cray cray. One of them was drunk all four days of the fucking week and... Almost got kicked out of a nice restaurant because of it. And I told him to sit his ass down and be quiet. <laughs> you know, I love, I love my family, but my God. So anyways, that is the end of this pod episode. Um, you know, make sure to leave a review wherever you get your podcasts from, wherever you listen to this from. And, um, yeah. We're going to wait on doing socials until I start getting more viewers. <laughs> and I'm and I apologize for not break, you know, pumping out an episode sooner. It's been it's been rough lately. Still trying to figure stuff out, taking it one day at a time. There's some days where I'm just like I have no mental energy to do this, but I know that it helps me. So once I start doing it, I'm fine. <laughs> but um yeah stay healthy and um you know we are all about love kindness over here and um you know 
very non-judgmental. And um, I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. And if you or a loved one are dealing with mental health issues or a mental health crisis, um, uh, I will put in the description of this episode some resources that you can use to get the help that you need. And also I'll put in the, um, the unaliving hotline number um, and just other, other phone numbers that you might need um, to try and to get you or your family help and just know that you are not alone um, in this crazy, crazy world. So take care of yourself. Take care of your, your family. Drink some water, you fucking bitches. And I will see you next time. <laughs> Peace.